Hello, welcome to the Echo Tips Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to kind of revisit a topic that I think covered way back in episode 26, and that is about setting up a new Amazon Echo. So a lot of you might be receiving new products or getting an Echo for the very first time, an Amazon Echo product, and uh, we want to just kind of take you through a real crash course on setting up your Echo. It's super easy, and we'll get to that here in just a moment. We're going to do a brief message about our podcast, and then we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the New Vision program at Goodwill. We're also grateful for the kind use of WVTF Studios. New Vision is a program of Goodwill that provides information services and assistive technology training to individuals with visual impairments living in Southwest Virginia. Goodwill Industries of the Valleys is a nonprofit organization serving the New River, Roanoke, and Shenandoah Valleys of Virginia. Goodwill's mission services help individuals with disabilities and disadvantages to get back to work and gain greater independence. These shows are provided for educational purposes. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without written permission from New Vision. Well, hello again, and welcome back to our podcast. For our new listeners, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is David Ward. I'm an assistive technology instructor with the New Vision program at Goodwill. And at the tail end of the episode, I'll mention some ways you can find out more about what I'm doing and uh, more about our program and reaching out to us about maybe topics or questions, things you'd like to see us address in the podcast. But you might ask, what am I listening to? And the Echo Tips podcast is a little nuggetized episodes We try to keep it somewhere 5 to 15 minutes long about things you can do on your Echo. Typically new things, but we revisit some of the oldies and goodies. And sometimes we talk about the new hardware that's released as well. But today, uh, for y'all and uh, for maybe our returning listeners, we're going to be talking about setting up a new Amazon Echo. Now, back in episode 26, I addressed this topic, but uh, things have subtly changed over the years, and I want to just polish up a little bit of some of the things that I discussed way back then. All right, so before I start uh, saying the A-Lady name, A-L-E-X-A, if you have an echo in hearing distance of me, you may want to shut its ears off, press that microphone button on the unit, has a little slash through a, a silhouetted microphone, and shut its ears off. That way I'm not tripping up your echo whenever I say the A-Lady name here during the podcast and during the tutorial. And Or you could just unplug it, whatever's easiest. Now, if you're listening to me on this devi- that device, uh, you're probably fine. But then again, you're not likely doing that because we're talking about setting up Echoes. So you may be just trying to familiarize yourself with the process. Okay, so now that I've given you all hopefully a second to do that, let's delve right into setting up your Echo. The beauty of the Echo is its versatility in the ways in which you can set up. This is not very true of the Google uh, competing product, uh, or I don't even know if the Facebook product, which hardly anybody uses, uh, is similar. But the beauty of the Echo line of devices, uh, including the Dot, the traditional Echo, the Echo Show line of devices, um, pretty much all of them, is there's a the wide plethora of ways in which you can set it up, especially the traditional Echoes or Echo Dot. The Echo Dot might be the little kind of like hockey puck size one, or now these days it looks kind of like a little softball. It's kind of a little softball with a flat bottom that sits on your desk. Okay, so anyway, out of the box, the Echo pretty much tells you what you need to do if you bought it. And um, 
you plug it in, it's going to say that it's in the setup mode and yada, yada, yada. You can set it up in one of several different ways. One, you can get the A-Lady app, which is probably the most easiest thing to do. And you can do that on an Apple device, such as an iPhone or iPad, in the App Store. And you can just look for Amazon uh, Alexa. Or you can also do so in the Android Store, uh, the Google Play Store, and find the similar product. You want to make sure it's from Amazon. Okay, now once you've got that, uh, you can easily follow the steps on screen. Now, the app may ask for certain permissions, and this is something that has changed over time. In the olden days, one of the mechanisms it chiefly used was Wi-Fi. And that still, I think, is a fallback or a handoff procedure in the setup process, but it also includes Bluetooth as well. So when you first run the app and you are logging into an Amazon account, which no matter what you do, you're going to need an Amazon account. Now, if you've ever got an Audible book, a Kindle book, you've ever bought anything on Amazon, you very likely have an Amazon account already. And unless there were some outstanding reasons not to, I would encourage you to just log in and use that Amazon account's credentials. That'll make your life a lot easier. And if you buy any Audible books, you buy any Kindle books, you buy any music albums, MP3s, you'll instantly have access to a lot of that information on your Echo. Not to mention your Echo can notify you when shipments and other things you order, uh, you know, that case of toilet paper is on its way. So it's, it's pretty versatile in that regard. And don't worry, you can shut off later the ability for anybody to make purchases through your Echo or even put a pin code lockout on it. That's not a, really a problem. So if at all possible, I would think it'd be the easiest thing to connect it to an Amazon account you already have. If you don't have an Amazon account, by all means, push the button on screen in the Alexa app. Uh, where you create an account. And generally, that's been super easy. Uh, it's usually just a name, an email address that you have access to and can get into, and a password that you create for this account. It doesn't require a credit card or anything like that, and that's very helpful, especially if you're setting this up for a family member uh, who doesn't want to buy anything or do anything like that or is scared of buying. You don't have to have a credit card on file. It's not necessary. Now that leads back to how the setup process has changed over time and when you run the A-Lady app for the very first time. Now apps often will ask for certain types of permissions. So obviously the app's going to need to have access to Wi-Fi and it's going to need to have access to Bluetooth. I would encourage you to have both of those already on before you go into the app. And you might want to check into your settings on your iPhone or Android to make sure those are both on. Uh, just, just, just for clarity when you're going through the setup process. Additionally, the app is going to ask for access to those things, and of course you're going to want to grant those because that's part of the setup procedure. Uh, the app may ask for certain other things, like it might ask for permissions to your address book. Um, it's up to you whether you really do that or not. You don't have to, but it does allow certain calling feature functionality. Uh, for example, if you have Peggy Sue in your address book, it allow you to just walk over your Echo after setup, assuming you went through the call featuring setup, and say, hey, call Peggy Sue, and it will call Peggy Sue's cell phone. Uh, also, if Peggy Sue already has an Echo, in the background, it will do a connection and say, oh, Peggy Sue already has an Echo. She knows David, and David knows Peggy Sue, and allow you to then call from your Echo to her Echo, uh, which could be kind of cool, and also useful for family members and doing video conferencing. If you got an Echo with a screen and with a camera. Uh, but you don't have to out of the gate. 
enable that functionality and you can go in manually later and add at you know you can write peggy sue and this is her phone number or whatever and, and make those things manually input instead of sharing your entire address book with it okay now as you go through the setup procedure in the a lady app uh, you're going to probably get a lot of upsells. One of the things it's going to typically do too, especially on the telephones, and I believe on tablets, is it's going to ask you to do this telephone verification thing, where it's going to text you a code. Now this takes you through a process by which you are now enabling your Echo to make phone calls through their free phone call system. So the telephone feature is pretty snazzy, not only the ability to call people that you add manually or in your address book, but also the ability to query like a yellow pages, if you will. You could just say, hey, a lady, um, call the nearest Walmart, and it does the lookup for you and dials the number. So pretty cool. Feel free to look at some past episodes where we talk about specifically how to do that and maybe even get through call trees and the like, you know, press three for the meat department, whatever. All right, so let's press on with the setup procedure. Um, you're probably, like I said, going to get some upsells, like they're going to try and advertise to you to get like uh, the unlimited music package, some things like that. Be careful what you click on and tap on in those circumstances and try to, you know, unless it's something you want to try out, uh, just be wary of that. Um, now, one of the old techniques for the setup process was purely Wi-Fi based. So if you've ever set up smart light bulbs or anything like that, one of the things you typically do is you take your phone and you need to go into the Wi-Fi settings and connect to, say, the Hughes light bulb or whatever it is. It's probably not a Hughes light bulb. Hughes probably doesn't work this way. But you would connect to the light bulb and then you go back to the app and input the password so the light bulb would then know how to get on the Wi-Fi with the password. Obviously because light bulbs don't have keyboards. The same thing goes for the Amazon Echo. The Amazon Echo typically doesn't have a keyboard, especially it's one without a screen. So you would need to do it um, that way. That was the old style technique. And you literally would get to a page in the setup process where it would stop and say, hey, you need to go over to Wi-Fi settings, connect your phone over to, to the thing that's listed as, you know, Echo X235 or whatever. You connect to it and then go back to the A-Lady app and then finish up the process until the Echo, hey, I, I want you to connect to Dave's Wi-Fi, and the password is password123 or whatever, right? Now, that technique is still built in, I believe, as a fallback, and ironically, historically, it still seems to work better than sometimes the new processes do, but I haven't been setting up Echoes a lot lately, although to be fair, I have set up probably close to 200 of them before, but it's been a while since I've set up some of the newer models, which use a Bluetooth kind of handoff technique, which is why I said earlier it's good to have your Bluetooth already on, and when the app asks for permission to get to Bluetooth, you want to grant that. Theoretically, that process is designed so that it's supposed to be, you know, pretty much hands-free, brain-free, e super easy, where the phone app can just scan for the Bluetooth and then do whatever kind of pairing slash handoff to the Wi-Fi. And at the core of it, it doesn't really matter how it does it for your purposes. It just gets the credentials over to the Echo, so the Echo knows how to connect to Wi-Fi going forward. Now, this mostly only applies if you're brand new to the Amazon Echo. If you've ever used an Echo before and you've saved your Wi-Fi password settings in there and you go back onto Amazon and you order an Echo in the future, it'll come pretty much pre-set up to connect to your Wi-Fi out of the box uh, with your Wi-Fi credentials. At least that's the, that was a mechanism they were starting to implement, which is just super cool. Uh, once you get to the point where you're like, oh, I want to have an Echo downstairs, I want upstairs, I want one in the garage or whatever, right? Uh, it makes it super easy. But for those of you who are doing this initially, you are going to have a little extra burden here and you're going to need to follow the steps as outlined in the app. Now, 
that's all a long way to say that some of those things do not apply if you have an Echo with a screen. So an Amazon Echo Show, an Amazon Echo Spot, I don't know if they even sell those anymore, it's like an itty-bitty show, um, those you would set up on screen using the touchscreen keyboard. So you don't wouldn't necessarily use uh, the app on the phone, although I would encourage you to put the app on the phone to get to some of the more advanced settings. Uh, but to do the preliminary setup, you would do it on screen. So the Echo would boot up, it would say, log me into your Amazon account or create an Amazon account. You follow those steps and you say it would say something like connect to the Wi-Fi. You type in the Wi-Fi password. And you kind of get the dance that you would do most of that on screen. Now, additionally, uh, you can set up an Echo, especially the, the, the traditional Pringle can ones that don't have a screen or the now they look like softballs uh, or like a little basketball you would set those up using either the app on the phone or tablet, or there is still an old way to do it, I believe, which is you go to a computer. Now, it would need to be a computer that has Wi-Fi capability, and you'll see why here in a second. And you would just go to alexa.amazon.com. You will be prompted to log into your Amazon account or create an account. In years past, I used to create a lot of accounts for students and things that were in this uh, grant program where we were giving out Echoes. Um, and then it would take you through a similar process as it would on the computer, I mean on the, uh, the, the app on the phone. And at some point it would ask you to do that, that antiquated way of where you go in and connect your computer's Wi-Fi, no longer connected to Dave's home Wi-Fi and connected to the thing that's listed as Echo 123. You connect it, your phone, your computer's temporarily off the internet, directly talking to your Echo. And at that point you would go back to the browser window. And, uh, well, it'll probably still be up on screen. It would detect that it's connected to the Echo at that point, And they would say, okay, what what would you like this Echo to do? And you'd say, well, I'd like it to connect to Dave's Wi-Fi, home Wi-Fi. And then you say, okay, what's the password? You type it in. And it would transmit those credentials through that direct connection to the Echo. The Echo would do its reboot thing. Uh, it would rename itself. Your computer would see that it's no longer connected. It would reconnect to the Wi-Fi in the house. And you, everything would be hunky-dory. Um you still probably can technically do that procedure with the newer devices, uh, and it is available. In some ways, that's kind of nice uh, to be able to do it on the computer. Um, but I will say that going forward, uh, some of the more complex settings and like that phone capability, you're only going to find those in the Alexa app. And there's still going to be certain features that will not be available through the web portal at alexa.amazon.com. So I think that kind of wraps it up for uh, basics of setting up an Echo, uh, whether it's the softball ones, whether it's an Echo Show, or the like. Um, basically, they tell you what you need to do. And, uh, you know, in most situations, you can just use the Alexa app. However, if it's an Echo with a screen, you're going to need to do the on-screen uh, preliminary setup. And you will find some of the settings on-screen and accessible uh, in fact, that's the only way you can get to some of them is swiping down from the top, hitting the gear icon on the touch screen and, and, and adjusting certain things. All right, so that kind of brings this episode to a close. I probably was a little more long-winded on that than I intended. If you'd like to reach out to us about some uh, questions, topics you'd like to see us tackle, feel free to check us out at Facebook at uh, Goodwill Industries of the Valleys or at Twitter at Goodwill Industries of the Valleys. You can also find out more about what I'm doing at Goodwill valleys.com slash new vision that's all lowercase and no spaces until next time it's time to turn the ears back on your echo start practicing some of the many things that you've learned 
I'm David Ward from the New Vision Program, and we thank you for listening. Thanks, Dave. In conclusion, let me tell you a thing or two. This episode is brought to you by New Vision at Goodwill Industries of the Valleys, and it is also made possible in part by a grant from Community Foundation serving Western Virginia. And there's more. We're also grateful for the kind use of WVTF Studios. New Vision is a program of Goodwill that provides information services and assistive technology training to individuals with visual impairments living in southwest Virginia. For more information check out our website at goodwillvalleys.com slash newvision with no spaces. Goodwill Industries of the Valleys is a non-profit organization serving the New River, Roanoke, and Shenandoah Valleys of Virginia. Goodwill's mission programs help individuals with disabilities and disadvantages to get back to work and gain greater independence. These shows are provided for educational purposes. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without written permission from New Vision. Thanks for listening.